0: chapter 9. Here's Pastor Ryan. It's nice that
1: the Chronicler in 2nd Chronicles doesn't mention the fall of Solomon. But Solomon fell. Solomon's heart turned away from the Lord, famously. I can't help but touch on what Don McClure shared at the conference. I'm going to bite some of the some of the pointers, because <laughs> he was dealing with Solomon and David. But, you know, he brought up the, the, the case, well, you know, father and son. What was different about them? Why did David, though he had his problems and his issues, no doubt, why did King David finish well while King Solomon did not? They both had a love for God. King David, we're told of King David. Paul the Apostle, I mean, yeah, Paul the Apostle would write in the book of Acts that King David had a heart after God's own heart. David's heart was for God. And David started, as you know, with nothing. God took him from the sheepfold. And then God gave him everything. And we know that David. You know, made his terrible mistakes, but at the end of his life, there was repentance, there was brokenness, there was restoration because his heart was for God. Meanwhile, King Solomon, he was born with everything handed to him. Everything handed to him. He was born wealthy beyond wealth. And we're told in 1 Kings 11, That he turned away from the Lord because he loved many foreign women and he had 700 wives and 300 concubines. And they turned his heart away from following the Lord. And he actually fell into and promoted idol worship. He completely turned from the Lord. This is someone who we just read was able to give wisdom to everyone who sought wisdom from him, and everybody did. Kings sought his wisdom. That was a tire. don't worry about it. Kings, the queen from Sheba sought him. They came from all over to hear the wisdom that God put in his heart. We know that David in his early beginnings, I mean not David Solomon in his early beginnings, God asked him, they asked me what you. Desire, and I'll give it to you. And he, he humbly asked God for wisdom in 1 Kings 3. He said, you have made your servant king instead of my father David, but I am a little child and I do not know how to go out or how to come in. And your servant is in the midst of your people whom, whom uh, you have chosen, a great people, too num- numerous to be numbered or counted therefore give to your servant an understanding heart to judge your people that i may discern between good and evil for who is able to judge this great people of yours and the speech pleased the lord god loved what he asked for because it was an unselfish request right and um and Solomon and so the Lord said to him, Because you have asked this thing, and have not asked for long life for yourself, nor have asked riches for yourself, nor have asked the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself understanding to discern justice. Behold, I have done according to your words. See, I have given you a wise and understanding heart, so that there has not been anyone like you before you, nor shall any Like you arise after you. And so God gave him the desire of his heart to be wise to lead his people. But it wasn't just like any wisdom. It was above any other man that ever lived before him or after. Aside from the Lord, of course. Wisdom. From heaven. Ahead of everybody's time. Able to figure out riddles and solve problems and of every aspect of life. From science to math to history to military to everything, guys. Solomon, God gave him all the wisdom and all the knowledge that people were completely and utterly blown away. And he was able to give that to people and they were like in awe of what God had blessed them with. But God gave him what he wanted. He gave him that wisdom and then God tested what he would do with it and how he would live. And what Solomon did with that gift was, he, was he, he distributed it to anyone who would ask him for wisdom. But he did not apply the wisdom to his own life when it came to loving God and obeying God. Isn't that scary? He completely and utterly knew what he was doing when he turned his heart against God. He was the wisest man and he knew. And I'll tell you what Don McClure said, man, it just struck a nerve in all of us pastors, scared the living daylights out of me. Because Don McClure has been it was one of him and Mike McIntosh were Chuck Smith's first like guys on staff, first two, filled with wisdom, masters at teaching the Bible. God has anointed those men. They love God. And when pastors in their history of ministry have fallen, you know, Don McClure was like the doctor that Chuck would send to go deal with it and either, you know, support the church, help the church get the guy replaced, minister, do every, everything that that entails. And he said to us, every one of them knew what they were doing because they taught it. And it was just like, oh. <laughs> oh, my gosh, wow. Solomon knew. In our journey, God has blessed you with eternal life. And then he's testing you and i whether we appreciate it whether we will love jesus enough to obey him whether our lives will be lived for him or for ourselves or for gold or for silver or for pleasures you know this self-worship this worship of human weakness where where we just worship our excuses you don't see that in scripture you see people plowing through. You see people going when the going gets tough. We need to look at our Jesus and say, Man, he, he, he took it all for us, and we should love him enough to follow him. He said to his disciples in Matthew 16, If, you, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Let him deny himself. And take up his cross and follow me. What does deny yourself mean? But just to deny yourself. You have a will and God has a will. Whose will is going to win? If we live a a life explaining away his will and doing whatever we want to do, nothing's going to be accomplished and we're not going to experience... The blessings and the fruit and the goodness and the peace and the... We're not going to see anything happen because Christianity is the surrendering of ourselves to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And he says, if you surrender your will, if you surrender your life, if you put your trust in me, I will be your shield. I will be your keeper and you will bear much fruit. Because I came to give you life and that much more abundant. If you lose your life, he says... For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Will find it. You want to find life? You want your life to be exciting? I do. I want it to be thrilling. I want it to be joyous. I want it to be, um, I want to live a life of expectancy that I'm just going to be more blessed tomorrow than I was today. Today. Well, that's going to be the case, and we have to die to ourselves. But if you keep making excuses, if I keep making excuses, if I if I keep being spiritually lazy, if I keep just living with the same excuses that I have for the last ten years, going We're not going to go anywhere. You may make it into heaven, you know, you know, poor, broken, blind, or you can make it into heaven with just, you know. Blessed out of your socks and be rewarded at the beam of seat of Christ, where Christ and you are going to have a meeting. I'm going to have a meeting with Jesus and He's going to ask me about what I did in His name. And the works that I did in His name for His glory, He's going to reward me for it and He's going to reward you for, for it. But the things that we did for ourselves, for our own glory, those things are going to be burned away and we're not going to be rewarded for them. God forbid we we have this meeting and and we just tell them, you know, I, I I I did nothing down there. Just kind of went to church from time to time. We want God to say enter into the joy of the Lord, good and faithful servant. And when Paul talks about the bema seat of Christ, it's like the the reward platform in the Olympics. When, you know, when Paul talks about that, he says, knowing the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. Yeah, we're not going to be judged for our sins, but that reward ceremony, I think, is going to be very painful for some of us because we didn't do anything. Because other things took away our love. For Solomon, he loved foreign women. He loved gold. He loved horses. For some men, what do they love? I like a lot of things. And men like a lot of things. But we must love God more than anything that we like. But to some, it's all about football. It's all about basketball. It's all about the hobby. It's all about the cars, it's all about the stuff, it's all about the career. That's blindness. It's all about the family. That's blindness. What family? The family God gave you? Is it all about them? Or is it about the God who gave you that family? Because even our children are a test. Like you tested Abraham. Give me Isaac on the altar. That was a test to see if Abraham would love God even above the gift that God gave him? You love your spouse more than God? What happens when your spouse dies, God forbid? If you love them more than God, there is no recovery. You are done. Your hopes have died with your spouse. Might as well eat and drink and be merry for tomorrow you die. But if your hope has always been in God, you mourn your spouse, but you will rise again. Jesus said, "For in that same Matthew 16, 24, 26, For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? But Satan does a good job of deceiving people with pleasure and money and fame and power. That's what he does. You hungry, Jesus? If you're the son of God, turn that bread or that stone into bread. He took him up to the pinnacle of a high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the earth and told him, if you bow down and worship me, I'll give you all of these kingdoms. What is it that people would trade the Lord for? To some it is a relationship. To some it is a person. To others it's a thing. But Satan does a good job of just dangling all of these false pleasures and things that don't satisfy the soul and end up killing us if we make those our God. That's what he does. Every year, Solomon accumulated 666 talents of gold. You ever heard that number before? You want to say that slowly? 666 talents of gold every year. Revelation. 13 tells us that the Antichrist, he will cause all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who understands calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. His number is 666. Six: knowledge and stuff isn't what we need. What we need is a heart that loves Jesus more than anything. And it's, it, it, And we, we fall in love with him when we decide to put him first and to seek Him. And to study him and to pray to him and to read the word and to fellowship and to cry out to God, give me a new heart, a heart of flesh, a heart that's undivided. Help me to love you with singleness of heart. My goodness, King David, his father, Solomon's father, told him, Love the Lord with all your heart. Love him with a loyal heart. The promise is that he'll bless you. And the promise is there for you and I. To love God more than anything. Then you can love your neighbor as yourself. And the test that you love God more than anything is that you're a pretty good lover of your neighbor. And and Jesus would say, a good indication that you love me is that you keep my commands. Love him more than everything. When the Lord sent Samuel to anoint young King David, uh, it's told, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart who will do all my will. That's who we need to be. And God had promised Solomon that he would give him long life. He promised him that he would give him riches and honor. You you know, and, and, and Solomon was wise enough to know the word and the warning that Moses gave him. Deuteronomy 17, you shall surely set a king over you whom the Lord your God chooses. One from among your brethren you shall set as king over you. You may not set a foreigner over you who is not your brother, but he shall not multiply horses for himself. Nor cause the people to return to Egypt to multiply horses. Didn't we just read that he got horses from Egypt? For the Lord has said to you, you shall not return that way again. Neither shall he multiply wives for himself, lest his heart turn away. Nor shall he greatly multiply silver and gold for himself. You know, in the beginning God made them male and female. It was Adam and Eve. And that's the way Solomon should have lived his life, a one-woman man. God calls us, if we're married, to be a one-woman man, one-woman man, and a one-man woman. That's what he's called us to be. He doesn't want us to live for the dollar. It takes your concentration, your focus of what's most important, which is Jesus Christ and the spreading of the gospel. Don't overwork to be rich. The Bible says that isn't what your life is about. We are pilgrims. We're sojourners. We're not. This isn't our home. It's all going to burn one day. We have to seek the Lord. Share his truth with people. Love God. Love others. And enjoy your life. If you lose your life for his sake, you'll find it. This man had everything. He had a thousand wives. I mean, that is the most, one of the most idiotic things that he could have done. And he knew exactly what he was doing. Exactly. Exactly. And when you think of Solomon, you think of this great sin that he turned his heart against the Lord. Because the Bible says concerning adultery that the person's reproach will not be wiped away, there's forgiveness but the reproach. It's hard to think of King David without thinking of what he did with Bathsheba and Uriah. Even though he was forgiven, the reproach is not wiped away. Because his heart was towards the Lord, he found repentance. and He loved God to the end. He just loved him. He sang songs to the Lord. Look at the Psalms. All that he wrote, he loved God. God had his heart. And Solomon had the knowledge of God. The wisdom of God. But he didn't bring it down the 16 inches to his heart for himself. That's scary. We need to love the Lord. Time is short love them and have a lot of fun he's a good God he blessed Solomon's socks off and that still didn't inspire him to do good and obey my goodness count your blessings and, and may they inspire you to honor the Lord and whatever he's been speaking to you to honor him in Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. We pray that we would be men and women that love you above all things silver, gold, careers, pleasures, hobbies, people, places, or things. Father, may you be the center of our heart. We know that we are the apple of your heart or the apple of your eye. And we know that you have us in your heart and that you care so greatly for us, that you are our our shield, our protector, and our keeper. You watch over us because you love us. We thank you tonight, Lord. And while our heads are bowed, if there's anybody here who needs to get right with God and you haven't given them your life, you know that you're a sinner and you need forgiveness, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand to ask God to come into your life. I can lead you in a prayer. Is there anybody here who would like to do that tonight? Father, we thank you again. May you bless the rest of this night. The kittles in the other rooms, the ushers, security. Bless us as we go home tonight, Lord. You say, blessed are those who by night... Stand in the house of the Lord. So may you give a special blessing to all of us here tonight. And may you prepare us for the Saturday's men's breakfast and the Sunday's two services.
0: In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please stand. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come on out and join us for Sunday services at 8 30 a.m. and at 1030 a.m or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicholas Street in Bangley, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab.